Hello, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of Tricks and Picks. I'm here with uh, my recurring guest, Liam. Liam, how are you doing? Doing well, thanks. Okay, okay. You're doing pretty well. A little better than my wallet over this past week. Um, you know, Al Horford, I am pro Al. I consider myself generally pro Al Horford. Generally pro Al Horford. Uh, but he did help ruin some bets that I the, the last two games, both parlays that I did. The parlay of the week last week, I actually thought was going to win. Although it wasn't just because of Al Horford that um, who uncharacteristically hit six threes, which I don't think anybody could have ever predicted, uh, which certainly was a big part of why I lost. Though not the only reason, it was just a bunch of role players and all that. Um, well, I, I want to get into my parlay from last week. So here was my parlay from last week. Uh, here it is. Okay, so Warriors minus four. Minus four. Over tw- is that an echo? All right, it's fine. Um, over two hundred twelve and a half points. Jason Tatum under twenty eight and a half. Al Horford over nine and a half. Kevon Looney over nine and a half rebounds. And I thought I was, and I really was confident last week. I really, I took what I said to heart on the show last week about the Warriors. How I think the Warriors are going to beat the Celtics. Um. And I was, what happened was a statistical, biblical anomaly. That's basically what happened. Um, Al Horford hit six threes. Derek White hit five threes. I never thought I'd live in a world where Derek White and Al Horford, I never hit more threes than Clay Thompson. I never thought I'd live in a world where Al Horford hits twice the amount of threes as, as Clay Thompson. I never thought Al Horford was capable of scoring 26 points in a game. But I'll have to give it to the Celtics that game. I still think Golden State wins, but I'll give them seven instead of six. I, I don't know how you watch the first two games and don't think that the Celtics are the better team. Well, the interesting thing is, you know what was interesting? Now, I don't know who um I don't know who else noticed this, but the interesting thing about those two games is that when they played at the the interesting thing about game one is that in game one, the Celtics to me at least towards the end of the game, were doing their best Warriors impression. That's basically what happened. They were doing an impression of the Warriors, and they did it perfectly. Um, game two, so they played at Golden State's pace, the Celtics won. Game two, they played at the Celtics' pace. Golden State won that game. So it was interesting that the Celtics won at Golden State's game, and the Celtics won, and, and the Warriors won at the Celtics game. I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Um, the odds... I checked the odds last night. I'm going to check them one more time. It might be a little different. Can you guess what they are for the who wins the finals? Yeah, uh, Golden State is minus 115, and I think uh, Boston's minus 105. No. It's actually exactly even. Okay. I, well, I mean, it, it might be different on different apps, to be fair. On FanDuel, it's exactly even. Are you going to say the odds? Same odds, minus 110. Okay, minus 110. There it is. Yeah, the same thing, minus 110. To win the series. To win the series. Okay. Exactly even, um, which I thought was interesting. Um, exactly even, even though the, the Warriors dropped one at home. Um, I was watching Colin Coward. He said that the Warriors have more confidence. I don't know. I don't think that really helps my case if Colin Coward predicts something. I'm, I'm just saying I do mirror that. I do kind of agree with that. Why do the Warriors um, have more confidence? 
What? Why do the Warriors have more confidence? I don't know. I'm just saying what he said. I, I don't know. I, I... You said three, okay. Um, but also, even though Al Horford, I will say this, Al Horford did help. He contributed in destroying my parlay on Thursday in game one. However, he single-handedly destroyed my parlay on Sunday night. Um, I had Golden State money line. Steph Curry over 27 and a half points and Al Horford to score 10 or more points. Do you know how many points Al Horford scored that game? He scored two. Al Horford yep. scored two right. points in that game after putting up 26. Who does that? Uh, the interesting thing about Al Horford is that like he he's, wouldn't good have enough to, he's good enough to the point where he can put up 25 or 26 points in a game, but bad enough to the point where it's a big story if he does that and not a story if he puts up two points in a game. He didn't what, – what, what did you have him over what? Ten. He only put up four shots. So he, he wouldn't have even got that if he had, hit, if he had shot 100, he wouldn't have gotten the ten. Yeah. He, he, I don't – but the weird thing is, is that he didn't even attempt – he only that, – that's the thing. He only attempted four shots. Yeah, one for four. On Well, probably because he was cold. Yeah. And then he just didn't want to – I don't know. I don't know exactly what the Celtics game plan was. But either way, I expected him to do a little more after putting up 26 po- – after hitting six threes. Who hits six threes and scores 26 points in a game and then the next game puts up two points? I'm sure it's happened somewhere, but I don't remember that ever happening. Right. He put up, he put up less shots than he – he had less shots taken than he had made threes in the other game. Yeah, that's so weird. There's just – well, also, I mean, also the game was 40 points at one point, so – you have to take that into a get 30 points. So you have to take into account how much he played. Yeah, play but in all these games, it's like the game was throughout that entire game. Most of it, it was pretty close. I mean, really? the Celtics were capable of, no, not close, but the Celtics could have won. There was like 30 points in like the middle of the third quarter. At one point it was right. But I'm saying that's still most of the game where he could have been in. He played, he played, to be fair, he only played six more minutes. And I mean, it's a decent amount, but in game one, they didn't exactly. game two. I mean, you're, you're right. A 30-point game in the third quarter is a lot, obviously. Um, but I would say, though, last week's parlay, just going back to last week's parlay for a second, I was – I mean, the interesting thing about doing all these player prop parlays is that you have very weird sorts of interests. Like, most people – even most people who bet – like, most people who are just fans want to see a team win, if that even. Some people don't even care about that, but – most people, even who are betting, want to see team cover the spread. But when you do a bunch of parlays and a bunch of player props, it's like I need Kavon Looney to get this rebound. And I felt like I was the only person in America who really had any interest in Kavon Looney getting this, you know, getting his tenth rebound. Right. Which like, it, it's just such a weird sort of thing. It's like I need the Warriors to win, and I need. Kevon Looney to get that rebound. So I want the Celtics to take a shot and then miss the shot. So Kevon Looney gets the rebound. It's the weird sort of nature of betting. But I will say, going into the fourth quarter, I thought for sure I was going to win. I was a little bit concerned about the Kevon Looney rebound situation because he wasn't playing for a lot of the fourth quarter. And I was screaming at the TV, where the hell is Kevon Looney? Doesn't Steve Kerr know I have a bet on Kevon Looney? Uh, and so, so he can get a, his 10th rebound. But he, he ended up rebounds though in the end. He got nine rebounds. Yeah. So I, I need him to get 10. Yeah. Yeah. He got nine rebounds in the end though. I think part of the reason that 
he only got nine rebounds in the end is because the Celtics, uh, the Warriors quit that game. Well, also the Celtics made almost every shot. So there wasn't that too. You can't get a rebound when you're on a made shot. Right. And for everybody saying, I mean, I think this is, the thing with this series is, like I said, the odds tell you a lot. The odds say it's even. I think the Warriors, you, you think the Celtics, amongst the basketball fan community, it's probably split down the middle. Correct. I will say, I think there was a little bit of an overreaction after the first game. After the first game, a lot of people were saying, oh my God, this series is over. And I get why you would think that, because the Celtics look so amazing. They beat the Warriors at their own game. I mean, like, it's hard to not think that. However, think about this for a second. Al Horford, Marcus Smart, and Derek White all played the games of their lives. All okay. the, Derek White hit five threes. Al Horford hit six threes. How many times is that going to happen again? Probably yes. zero. I will bet zilch. But that how is, okay. is going to happen again. But how many times is Jason Tatum going to shoot three for 18? A bunch of times. He's going to no. He's he's not going to do that bad. But Jason Tatum has actually been exceptionally bad for this team. He's been exceptionally bad. Even better when he's been when he's not played well, actually. But yeah, but but, I, but I'm just saying you can't count on Jason Tatum. Well, I could say I could say that it was a, a, a an overreaction to Game Two to the the Warriors 100 percent needed to win the game. Boston already got what they needed out of the two games in Game One. Yeah, but I'm Warriors not reacting to, to Game Two. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not reacting to Game Two. I never reacted. I'm saying that you said that there was an overreaction to game one. I could say that it's an overreaction to say that the Warriors are completely back in the series. I don't think anybody's saying that, though. The Warriors were initially predicted to win. Correct. They were initially favorites. Correct. To win the series. Now it's even. So they're not back to where they were before. They're they're just in a a better place than they would be if they had lost game two. But they're not back to where they were before. If the team that was initially favored to win is now even, how are they back to where they were before? I didn't say they were back to where they were before, but you said there was an overreaction to game one. I said there could, not by you, but in terms of media or whatever, there's been a similar overreaction to game two in that, say that the Warriors are so much, are, are, are as the Warriors are not uh, 30 points better than, or even 19 no. points, which was the final, better than the Celtics, but the Warriors just absolutely had to win the game. Yeah, they they had to win the game. The difference is, I see what you're saying. It's a fair point what you're saying. Though I don't think there was a reaction, and rightly so, to game two like there was to game one. To me, game one, to me, here's the thing. Game two didn't change my opinion of anything. Other than that, I can't bet on Al Horford. Like, I can't bet on Al Horford to score more than 10 points and actually expect him to do it. I couldn't, my opinion on that changed. But my opinion on the team's, didn't really change after game two. My opinion on the Celtics changed after game two because I see they have some great, they have some role players who can play tremendous, even if Jason Tatum is terrible. That did change my mind. I did not expect them to put up 120 points. That did change my mind on the, on the Celtics. I, it didn't change my prediction ultimately, but it changed everybody's mind about the series. I don't think game two really changed anybody's mind about the series. You know, see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I think it, it it did change some people's minds on the Warriors, though. But, yeah, I think there was probably a bigger change of minds after game one, of course. I mean, if game – I mean, if the Celtics had somehow won game two, I would be like, okay, this series is over. It's nearly – there's no way the Warriors come back and win. I mean, even in this case, it's tied 1-1. One, one. 
for the rest of the series, the Celtics have home court advantage. Three games right. home, two games home. on the road. So it, even in that sense, the Celtics. Well, the rest of the series, unless they lose a game at home. Right. But I'm just saying for the yeah. next five games Correct. that are necessary that or, or that might happen, they have three Correct. games at home and two games five on the road. Five games starting in Boston. And yes. Yeah. And, uh, and they're but, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I the, the biggest concern uh, uh, right now about is that the Warriors are one of the best third quarter teams maybe ever, and the Celtics are one of the worst. Um, yes. Yeah. So true. they, they uh, on in game one, they were outscored thirty eight to twenty four in game in in the third quarter, and obviously they had a great fourth quarter. And in game two, they were outscored. Uh, 35-14. So they've been outscored by 35 points in the third quarter, the Celtics, in the first yeah. two games. Yeah, um, and a lot of times Jason Tatum doesn't – I know I know a lot, a lot of that happened in the Miami series. Jason Tatum didn't play a lot in the third quarter. Uh, you, you're right. They, they're a pretty bad third quarter team. Uh, the Warriors are very – and you have to remember, the Warriors are a very good game six team. Right. I mean, they're – I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much that really matters, but they're very good game 16. So you, have to, you have to really keep that in mind as well when really measuring who you think is going to win this series. Yeah. I mean, I think that the biggest concern is the third quarter, but I also think they have bad Celtics have now, I think the Warriors are a different animal in the third quarter, but the Celtics have bad third quarters against Milwaukee. And here's the thing. Here's another reason. I think, I think there's two really big reasons why I am taking the Warriors minus 110 to win this series. I think there's two really important things. One is that the Celtics can't rely on their best player. That's undeniable. Another thing, obviously, the third quarter, uh, the third quarter thing. But a third is that it is a lot more likely that if, say, in the third quarter, there's a 20-point game, a 15-point game, whatever the case may be, it's a lot more likely that the Warriors are still in the game than it is that the Celtics are still in the game. It, I mean, so it seems like the Warriors have a little are so skilled that they have a little bit more room for error. But the thing is, here's the thing. You were talking about Tatum not putting not going three for 18. You're like, he's not going to go three for 18 again. Now, I don't think he's going to go three for 18 again. I don't think he's going to be that bad. But the likelihood of him going three for 18 again or some putting up numbers similar to that is a lot higher than Al Horford putting up six threes in a game or Derek White putting up five threes in a game. The likelihood of the Celtics being better three-point shooters than the Warriors, which they were in game one, is far more of an anomaly than Jason Tatum having a terrible shooting game, which he's been most of the playoffs. He hasn't been good in the playoffs. But uh, yeah, but the Celtics don't need to to hit six, three, six, whatever, you know, the numbers that you put up six, three, five threes. They don't need to. Where the Warriors, all, all the Warriors do is, is, through the three. Well, so the Warriors the need to hit the threes. The Celtics don't. The Celtics can do a bunch of different things. You're right. The Celtics can do a bunch of different things, but that is ultimately why they won game one. If not for Al Horford hitting six threes, they don't win game one. Okay. But, it, okay, but th- then if, if not, you know, if you could say a similar thing. If if if, if Curry doesn't hit, you know, uh, uh, five, five threes, then they don't win game two, you know. Curry's supposed to hit five threes, though. That's the difference. You can count on Curry to hit five threes. You can't count on Al Horford to hit six threes every game. Listen, right now they're playing. I, I, in my estimation, they're playing 
three when, when the Warriors have the ball, it's f- five on defense and four on offense because Draymond Green is a non-factor. I agree. And secondly, it could also possibly be five on defense and three on offense because Clay Thompson has been that bad as well in the first two games. Yeah, he's been bad. Um, you're right. People have been – I remember oh, – I forget who it was who tweeted this. Um, I forget who it was. It was a sports media guy who tweeted something about Jason – similar to what you just said. Uh, he said Jason Tatum – for all the hate Jason Tatum is getting, look how bad of a shooter – look how bad Clay Thompson and Draymond Green have been. Uh, yeah. It was like something about how horrible of a shooter Draymond Green – and Draymond Green's been pretty bad – as a shooter. Well, Jaron Green also just doesn't shoot as well either. He had two shots in the last it's game. It's also not his main role. Like, he can shoot a three every now and then, but that's not why he's on the team. Right. Like, it's not really – he's, like, sort of – he's sort of like a Dennis Rodman. Like, he's yeah. – that's the type of player he is. But somebody tweeted some – I forget who it was – who tweeted something like that to that effect, and I responded, they're supposed – like, Jason Tatum is supposed to be better than them. Mm-hmm. Like, Jason Tatum is supposed to be the best – he's, like, the best player on the Celtics. And right. I do agree with you a little bit on the Celtics. I do agree with you a little bit. I think the Celtics are a much more complete team, but it's very hard to deny that they can't rely on. And you're right, like uh, Thompson, Green, they've been pretty bad as shooters, but they're not at a level. Like they shouldn't be held to the same standard as Tatum. Tatum is supposed to be held to a higher standard because he is the best player on the team. Clay Thompson is shooting 26%. He's one of the greatest shooters ever. 26% from three. Yeah. He's one of the greatest shooters ever. That's he, he shouldn't be held to a higher standard. I think he, I think he's, I think Clay Thompson is held to a fair standard. Uh, Clay Thompson, the team also, I also think Clay Thompson is, I think he helps the Warriors. Um, I also think that if Clay Thompson, let, let me ask you a question. Let's say Clay Thompson got injured. Now, strictly from a betting standpoint, because I'm really interested in this standpoint, just what you think. How much do the Warriors' odds change for winning if they don't have Clay Thompson? I'd say they go from now, they would go to plus 110. I'd say maybe plus 100. Yeah, something like that. I agree. Like, like, so, in other words, Clay Thompson, he could hit a three when you need him to. He could be, he can play very well. It, it, every now and then, he can be very good. But ultimately, I don't think he's the game changer that he used to be. Yeah, but so yeah, you're, you're saying that if if uh, if um, if uh, Tatum goes out, it, it would be a bigger odds difference. Correct. Than if Clay Thompson went out. Correct. You you can't deny that. Yeah, I agree with that. But I also think, like we said, the the Celtics have have actually not. They've actually won a lot of games where. Where Tatum's been not great. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I just don't think they can. can I don't think they can win a championship that way. That's Same my. The Warriors point. have won when Clay Thompson was not great. Right, but you can't compare them. Second of all, I will say though, in your defense, I will say the Warriors have won when Steph Curry wasn't very good. Yes. That being said, they won because LeBron lost Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. Oh my God! Or you, you're talking about seven years ago. Okay, but it's the same thing. That's the only time. That's the only time a team has won a championship when their best player wasn't wasn't good. Um, that's the only time that I think that the real MVP of the series was the loser. I know I sound a little bit like a, a LeBron stan there, but it's the truth. Um, okay, so I want to get into this for a second. 
parlay of the week. I'll do your parlay first. Okay. All right. Um, I have Der- uh, Derek White over nine and a half. Celtics to win. Jason Tatum, like I just talked about, over 25 and a half. And Marcus Smart over 12 and a half. Those are kind of low numbers for Derek White and Marcus Smart. Um, they are. And then Celtics to win. And then J- uh, Jason Tatum, who I know you you don't – you hate uh, – you're against betting the over on Jason Tatum. Uh, I am very anti-Tatum. Very anti-Tatum. Yeah. If my last name was Tatum, I would change it <laughs> because I'm so anti-Tatum. Yeah, you've been, you've been scorned on the Jason Tatum overs before. Yeah, I've been scorned. It, it destroyed me. It, it was like a financial collapse. <laughs> it, um, all right, so here's my parlay. A little different, but here it is. Steph Curry over 28 and a half points. Don't I can always count on Steph Curry, Steph Curry bets. Steph Curry over 28 and a half. Steph Curry over four and a half made threes. I mean, honestly, the biggest reason I make these bets is because it's way more fun to bet overs, but they also always work. So it's right. it, it you know, you kill it's it's good on in both ways. Uh Golden State Warriors plus three and a half. Um, I'm liking the plus three and a half. I don't know how this series like I, I wouldn't get take the money line because I'm not confident enough that they would win this game. But I like the plus three and a half. And Kevon Looney over eight and a half rebounds. He was able to get nine rebounds last game. Hardly played in the fourth quarter. So there's no reason they shouldn't be. I mean, I meant, I'm sorry. I meant to say in game one. Uh, there's no reason why he can't get nine rebounds in game uh, three. And the Mets money line, plus 116. Um, we have the next Cy Young on the mound, um, Chris Bassett. I think he's the next Cy Young. Uh, um, yeah, I yeah, we, we, I, I, your, your, the bets, the parlays reflect who we think are going to win. I guess. Yeah, pretty Minnesota much. Warriors and mine as well Celtics, but yeah, I mean, so you, you think they're going to? You think they walk in tonight and win? The Warriors? I didn't yeah. say that. I said I think they walk in and cover. You think they keep it in the number though? So you think it'd be two points, three points? I think that uh, that's what I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Who wins? I don't know. Who wins? I, I don't know if they went outright or not, but I just said I would pick them to cover. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm confident enough. Uh, it, you know, th- these have really late start times. A lot of people complain about the start times. Yeah, but these have been – somebody posted this, that, that they've been starting games at 9 o'clock since, like, the 1988 finals. So. Really? Um, yeah. Somebody posted that the other day. But um, I think they did start games – Sounds like a Darren Ravel tweet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think they did uh, – they did start games on uh, at like three thirty on Sunday in that uh, Sunday in that um, series where they started the game nine o'clock on Sunday the other night. But um, but yeah, I, I mean it's uh, it, they've always been late. You know, it ends at like midnight on the East Coast. Um, it might end at midnight tonight in uh, in Boston. But yeah, well, I, I, when when do you see a team who lost like? got handily beat in the last game, be a favorite in the next game? Probably a lot. You think so? I would bet a lot. I mean, I wouldn't know the answer to it because it probably happens all the time. <laughs> Honestly, I bet that happens all the time. And not in football, obviously, because they don't right. play enough. But in basketball, yeah, it can. I, yeah. I bet, in fact, I bet that happened this series. I, I mean, in this um, this playoffs a lot. I'm talking about in a series, not like in, in the, not like the next game in a rand- against a random team. No, like the series. Series, I, bet there has, I bet that as – I mean, I haven't paid attention to it, but 
I bet that has happened. Okay. In in this in the NBA playoffs this year, I guarantee you. And every game has been around three and a half in these lines. Um, like like for instance, they they already have the line for Game Five in Golden State, and and the Warriors are three and a half points. So it seems like they're they're uh, giving a team three and a half points for being at home. Is that how it? How exactly the, is that how it works in basketball? Is they don't like, really do that much, but yeah, I guess that's what they're doing for this series. All right, so um, we I want to talk about my beloved New York Mets, uh, my second favorite team in sports. Uh, they're on the West Coast. They're like Kramer. Uh, they're in Southern California. Uh, they're and so far they split even. Uh, this is their toughest. See, this is their toughest. Um, string of games they're three and three i i would say um you did say that the mets were frauds yes and i'd have to say would you finally admit that you were wrong about the mets being frauds if they were able to split no. on the padres and dodgers i have i have a mistake then on my phone because my phone says it's june and not october I never said well, it was in October. I will. I'll. I'll. I'll not, in October, I'll renege on the statement if, if they there's. But I. I don't think. I think they. They. They almost. The biggest thing that the Mets problem has is their bullpen, and that was evident in, even though they won, they only won the game again. I mean, would you agree? By the way, just real quick, that the the extra inning rule sucks. It does. However, when I worked at the MLB last year, I liked it because it ended games quicker. But I will say, yes, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense that that a player has to be on second. I mean, it sort of makes the game quicker at the end, but the games are still like four and a half hours hours long. Yeah, they're still long anyway. But anyway, they blew uh, they blew the game against LA on Sunday, and then they come back to win because of that second base rule. But they, you know. Their bullpen is the biggest question mark. Like, they don't really even have a closer. You're right. We really don't have a closer. And that that could be a problem. Maybe we'll make some moves. uh, Maybe we'll make some moves during the season like we did last year. I don't know how exactly how that's going to work. I'm not saying the Mets are going to win the World Series this year. But that doesn't mean that they're frauds. I don't think that – I don't think it's fair to say that the Mets are frauds just because we're in June. Um I I I could I could still see the Mets winning tonight. Um, I mean you're right. It's still early in the season. The Padres were really good last year. At this time, they didn't even end up making the playoffs. I mean, so who knows what might happen? Um, but let me have this moment. Like let us have let Met fans have this moment where we can just appreciate how good our team is. That we're so good that teams are throwing at us because they're trying to injure us. That's how good we are. I never thought I'd be in this position. Well, but the only thing I would say is do do Mets fans have the moment? Because across the city, there's a team with a better record. Who cares? I'm just saying the Mets don't even have the, the moment Yankees have themselves. a better record. I how many times in my life have the Mets been a better team than the Yankees? I have I care more about how I mean, I actually think many fans are different. I think many fans are spite fans. A lot of people actually hate the Rangers more than they like their own team. Correct. But um, but I don't hate the, I don't hate the Yankees more than I like the Mets. I would rather the Mets and Yankees both be good than both suck. I mean, yeah. so I, I can just be happy about the Mets being good. 
Like, yeah. I don't, I care more about that than I do about the Yankees being bad, whatever. Like, fine, maybe we'll get a Subway series. I would love to see that. That would be great. That'd that be would great. be great for WFAN. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I would take exception with what you said is you said that the Mets were your second favorite team. Um, You would say that you're a bigger Met fan than a Nick fan? Yes. Even though I like, even though I'm, I'm more of a basketball fan than I am a baseball fan. But I am a bigger Met fan than I am a Nick fan. Even though the Knicks were named after me. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, they, they've certainly played well. I just think they've, they've, they've had years where they've played well before as well. That's true. But I think it's, um, it's exceptional this time. Yeah. I mean, also, I think the, the rest of the division has been not the, the same thing in, in, in the Yankees division, by the way. So, but the rest of the division has been very disappointing. Yeah. Um, same thing in the Yankees division, but, uh, like obviously Philadelphia got rid of their manager the other day and, and Atlanta hasn't been great. And Girardi, I guess like Philadelphia. That. I love how Joe Girardi goes from New York to like two hours away, like a, a, le- a lesser city that the, like a lesser, almost like little brother city. And then now they can't even handle him. Well, and the Yankee fans hated Girardi. The, the, but the crazy thing is that they did. And, and the crazy thing is that Girardi took, a team that had no business being in the ALCS or being in the World Series. One game away from the World Series, and as it comes out later, they probably should have made the World Series because the Astros were cheating uh, profusely. And they fired him that season. And yet they haven't They haven't basically – the Yankees have showed full confidence, not the Yankee fans, but the Yankees have shown full confidence in Aaron Boone, who's done considerably worse yeah. than well, Joe Girardi fair- with a better team. To be fair, though, I think Yankee fans all seem to hate Aaron Boone. They do, but I'm saying the organization. Yeah, the organization that fired Girardi has a lot of confidence in Aaron Boone. It's a strange sort of thing. I mean, there was more justification to fire Aaron Boone last year than to fire Luis Rojas. Like, it, it, it's a weird sort of thing. Like, yeah, you're right about that. Um, it, but I think last year when it comes to the Mets, I was, I'm more confident at this in June now in June this year than I was in June last year because I realized the Mets division was bad um, and that of all the first place teams, the Mets are pretty easily the worst one and they were worse than some second place teams at the time. Right. So I wasn't that confident at this time last year compared to what I, how I am now. Yeah. I, I will say, I think it's sort of a, a, an odd role reversal right now where Met fans are sort of confident. And I think the Yankees, even though they've been, far and away the best team in baseball and you but when you hear and talk to Yankee fans like Yankee fans are sort of like waiting for the drop off yeah like it is it, it's it's very like unique because that's never really happens I will say I don't think the Yankees are going to drop I mean they're 40 and 15 so they're not going to maintain that but I don't think that either team really drops off I think the Mets will probably get beat where I think the Mets will get beat is in the playoffs I think the Mets will, will cruise the division as will the Yankees but uh, yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, remember, the, the Dodgers are consistently disappointing in the playoffs as well. Yes. Um, can you guess the order of odds for who wins the World Series this year? I'll say I, th- I, I think that they still have the Dodgers at number one. Correct. Plus then three they eight. have – I would say they have in very similar – with very similar odds, Yankees, Mets, Astros – Close Yankees Astros, uh, yeah, yeah, 
basically. So the Yankees number two at plus five hundred, and the Mets and Astros tied at plus seven fifty. What are the Dodgers? Plus three eighty. Yeah. So I mean, you know, pretty the good. Dodgers I don't know what they right. were last year. And by the way, the next is the Blue Jays plus plus a uh, thousand. Yeah, a lot, a lot of faith in the Blue Jays. They've actually been playing a little bit better. But uh, the, the Dodgers have the best team on paper, but I, I, that's never re- – I mean, the Dodgers should have – on paper, the Dodgers would have won the last, like, five World Series as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, no, you're right. They, um, they, all right, so there's there's been a bunch of um, Cleveland uh, – you know, Baker Mayfield – not really, really just Sean Watson news. Um, I looked at the odds for Baker Mayfield. Nothing seems to really be changing that much. Um, but I will say – until yesterday, I actually thought that I had a lot more confidence in the Browns trading Baker Mayfield because of the the way the relationship went. It's almost like you can't get back with your ex like this. It's right. just too much water under the bridge. But now I'm just like, I don't know what's going to go on with Deshaun Watson. Do you actually th- do you think the 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 Browns are going to keep Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I don't think there's any chance you can trade him now. Um, for a few reasons. One is because I don't know who's who's left to. To trade, we're sort we're getting into mini camps already here, um, but the other thing is, I, I I honestly don't. Before yesterday, I would have said that I think Watson gets suspended six games. Now I think it's up in the air that he even plays next season. Yeah, I mean he was just dismissed from mini camp. Yeah, I mean mandatory is, mini camp. And I I will say the Browns do have Jacoby Brissett. Who's very good for a backup? He's good for a backup. Maybe they have a lot of faith in him. I don't know. But, but I think they, yeah, he's good for a backup. But I think they're not going to have him um, have have him take over in place of Mayfield. Now the question is going to be: Would Mayfield play? That's but, the thing. He might refuse to. But this was a, the thing: is that they took a risk by making that trade. They went all in on Deshaun Watson when it was risky that he was even going to be able to play and a not only does he have to serve a suspension then he has to play well after not playing for what could be three years so this was a mistake i think i don't know if it was a mistake but it was a it was a gamble by the browns and they also it while gambling alienated the guy who now might have to be the starting quarterback yeah so, yeah, it's yeah, because I like I said, I looked at the odds again. I thought until until yesterday, I would have thought that the Panthers would make a last ditch Hail Mary attempt to get Baker Mayfield that maybe the Browns would accept. Now I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. And, and based on the odds, it says the Browns are like minus 220, I think. Uh, yeah, it's it, there. Yeah, it's it's still like something like uh yeah, it's still minus two twenty, the Panthers plus two seventy five. So there's like a two and three chance that the Browns end up keeping him, it seems like. But I don't know. It's it it should be interesting. I mean, we may have to wait it out a little bit. To be fair, and I want to point this out, the Browns are still the same the same uh odds to win the Super Bowl right now as the Cowboys are, and they have better odds than the Bengals and the Ravens in the same division. How could that be? You have no clue what what is going on at the quarterback position. Yeah, 
I mean, uh, how can they be the same, the same odds as the Cowboys? That's ridiculous. It's a total – not only that, but, like, within their own division, it's like their division is too good to have this much chaos. Yeah, I don't know why – how anybody – I don't know how any better could touch the Browns to win the division. They're favored to win the division. One of the teams was in the, the Super fuck? Bowl last year. Yeah, it, th- that is just so strange to me. I guess I, I don't know. I don't know. That that sounds a little weird. And the Ravens, um, as well as are better. Yeah, that's. I actually picked. Um, I think I may have told you this. Um, I actually picked uh, the Jets money line against the Ravens for week yeah, you one. Told me that. Yeah. So I'm really confident in the Jets beating them. Um, Real quick, if you had to say right now, does Watson play next season? Again, one game counts as playing. Yes. Okay. I would say yes, but not until late in the season. Okay. I mean, to to miss a whole year, there's almost – I feel like that would be really difficult to happen. Like only like a really drastic like Ray Rice type of situation would lead to that. Right. I mean, not something like this, um, because it, it's just been a story for a long time. It's not like a sh- it's not like a shock type of thing. Um, all right, so I want to get into the Rangers, your beloved New York Rangers, a little bit. Um, did you make any bets on the series? Yeah, I, I, after Game Three, I bet. Well, I t- uh, oh, I know what I did. I live bet Tampa when the Rangers went up two nothing in Game Three, and then I bet Tampa to win the series after. Um, game three as well um when are they playing tonight or they're playing tomorrow tomorrow they played last night so tampa bay lightning is giving one and a half although that is plus 190 so it's yeah the the the, um hockey is uh extremely hard to bet the uh lines because you have like the rangers are are underdogs but they're minus 225 to cover the spread yeah the spread is really stupid but i i I just think Tampa Tampa has has won back to back Stanley Cups for a reason. The Rangers are ahead of where they should even be, and so I, I I still see Tampa winning the series. But I don't think that anybody should get discouraged on the Rangers' side if they don't win the series because they've had a great season and and been ahead of where they should have been. But Tampa has been there's been four games. It's two two, and I would argue that Tampa has been the better team, even though the first game was six, two to the Rangers. I could, I could have made an argument that Tampa was better for two periods. The the Rangers, I think Tampa has been the better team for almost all four games. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, I don't watch how, I don't know that much about hockey or the game or anything. Um, but you know, I mean, do you think home ice advantage, I would say home ice advantage is probably less prevalent in hockey than it is in say football or basketball. It has um, been. It has been in past years, but this year it seemed to be yeah. more um, like Carolina. Lo- before they played the Rangers in Game Seven, they lost every road game and won every home game. Yeah, well, tomorrow they're playing at the Garden. Yeah, um, I'm looking on StubHub right now at the tickets. Section three twenty, which is like the nosebleed seats. Yeah, can you guess how much the tickets are going for? And this is like the worst seats in the house. Three twenty-five. No. Up more. Not even close. 450. No. Hit me. What is it? Okay. You, you'll have a stroke if if you actually paid for this. If I paid for this, I would have a stroke. $680 each. Yeah. It's, 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 a, the, it's, it's, a, it's a problem at the Garden for both teams. You have guys who are 
you know, the, 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 these guys who have been fans, like uh, the biggest Ranger fan I probably know is uh, my uncle, who's a school bus driver on Staten Island, and he couldn't afford to get into like a preseason game with these tickets uh, prices. Um, and it's so when you talk about the home ice advantage, I think that the Rangers and Knicks, even though they do have good advantages, sort of lack because you have these tickets that are bought by like companies or, or guys who, you know, work on Wall Street or whatever. I think a lot of the fans get kind of shut out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you see a lot of regular fans. I mean, first of all, I will say I'm no Ranger fan, but the Rangers do have some of the best fans in sports. Yeah. I mean, Ranger fans are, are some of the most, even though it's not a very big group, Ranger fans are not the most, or one of the most, arguably the most diehard fan base of any of the New York fan bases. Yeah, I mean. I would say they probably are, actually. If you I, I would agree with that. But uh, I, I think, yeah, I, I think that, I mean, I think that all, like, I, I didn't know, like, because I just not, haven't been into hockey in my life, but I didn't know, like, how much, like, other, like, D- Islander fans and Ra- and Devil fans, like, hate, hate the Rangers. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of weird because, like, I guess it, it, it's a unique situation because, like, the Mets and the Yankees are not in the same conference and the Jets and the Giants aren't in the same conference. And the Nets are sort of in – I know they have Katie and Kyrie, but they're sort of an irrelevant franchise when it comes to uh, fan base. Correct. So you don't really – it's the only sport where you really have those teams like playing each other like a bunch of times a year and, yeah. and competing with each other for the championship. But, yeah, I, I the, the, the prices are insane. And then forget about paying for the ticket. Then you get to the stadium and it's $15 for a beer and $8 for a water and like all this stuff. You, yeah, you definitely get priced out. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I do, um, especially, when, especially with beer. It's like you could go to the bar and get one for five dollars. Right. Like it, it's so insanely overpriced. But I do think that uh, almost every New York team has like great fans. It's just that they've been horrible for the last yeah, like Bruce. But yeah, everybody's turned into a Ranger fan in like the last. Uh, everyone's either it's a Ranger one. fan or a Ranger hater. Yeah, uh, it's right funny now. how that happened. And yeah. I, I, and I can't stand when people like. I remember because I remember around eight years ago that this the same thing happened when everybody would and everybody was just a really big Ranger fan, right? And it was like if you were and like they hated you if you weren't like really rooting for the Rangers. It was a weird sort of thing, similar to how that everybody was a Giant fan when they made the Super Bowl, right? Like well, everybody in school wore Giant jerseys. Like you're all just Giant fans now, right? Well, to be fair though, I that in that situation, even Jet fans were Giant fans of those Super Bowls. Yes. For the most part, but we—I would say, yeah, we were we were rooting for them. But I still found it. But but even before then, there were a bunch of people being giant fans who otherwise weren't. Where, where would you? What what team in sports do you hate the way teams hate the Rangers? Like what team would be? The only be, one for me is the Patriots. Yeah, and maybe the Phillies. Well, in that one, the the Patriots have already won so much that it doesn't even. Right. Right. Um, the Nationals, I guess you could say, come kind of close. In basketball, I don't hate anybody that much. Um, right. That, that, I don't know. Um, all right. Uh, thanks for coming on. I really have to go. Um, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, we'll be, I'll be back next week. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is Tricks and Picks.